Welcome to podcast number 11. I'm Kathy Rhodes. I am super excited to continue digging into emotional intelligence with you. Remember, this topic is the most powerful tool you can ever learn. During this episode, we are going to further define emotional intelligence with some examples, and we're going to see how this connects with your thought cycle. Hi, I'm Kathy Rhodes. I'm an executive leadership coach certified with John Maxwell and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach on leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. You know, it's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. It may be similar to another's, but it's not quite the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way somebody else did it and they succeeded at it, but it doesn't work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no, so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. During the last episode, I shared a secret with you. Do you remember what that secret is? The secret is emotions are not bad. It's just important to be intelligent about our emotions. During the last episode as well, I talked about three major pieces within each one of us. We all have a personality, an IQ, and an EQ. We're actually born with our personality and our IQ. Just a reminder, our IQ is how we learn. It's not what we know, but it's how we learn. Our EQ, or our emotional intelligence, that is flexible. It's absolutely learnable throughout our lifetime. So what I'd like you to do is go get a piece of paper and a pen. I want you to write down IQ, EQ, and personality. Kind of make some columns on your paper. I'm going to list some different qualities and I'd like you to decide, is that a quality that falls into the personality piece of me, the IQ piece of me, or the EQ piece of me? Okay, so here we go. The first quality, to make a judgment call on is self-discipline. Which is it? IQ, EQ, or personality? The next one is time management. Again, IQ, EQ, personality. What do you think it falls under? Then there's procrastination. And how about motivation? Where does that fall within, within you? Is that part of your personality? Part of your EQ or your IQ? How about leadership? Your leadership skills. Which column does that fall under? How about your attitude? Is your attitude part of your personality? Part of your EQ? Part of your IQ? Okay, one more. How about conflict management? Is that personality, IQ, or EQ? Take a look at your list. 
I could go on and on. I could give you a bunch of qualities here that we could assess and put into a column. But let's just look at the list you have. You know, looking at those three columns, which column has the most qualities listed? Is it personality? Is it IQ? Or is it EQ? Now, I can't interact with you, but when I do this session live, man, they're all over the board. All of these qualities are, and sometimes people can't just choose one category, they'll put it like in the middle, right? <laughs> I apologize though, I totally tricked you. All of these qualities that I just listed are EQ qualities. These are emotional intelligence qualities because we can learn how to be great at every single one of these. We can learn self-discipline. We're not born with it. We're not born with motivation. We're not born with an attitude. Well, maybe I'll fight that one a little bit. My kids were born with an attitude. <laughs> but we can learn and we can choose our attitude. We can learn leadership skills. We can learn even things like self-esteem. We can learn how to goal set. We can learn how to prioritize or how to plan, how to be accountable, how to stop procrastinating, how to manage our time appropriately, how to maintain attention. You know what? I can really prove this one because we have learned really well how to have lack of focus in life. Just give anybody a cell phone and suddenly they can't focus on anything and all they are focusing on is the cell phone. We've taught ourselves how to how to do this, how to be so ADD almost in our mindset. Anytime the phone dings or rings or beeps or vibrates, that's our focus, that's our attention. Well, we taught ourselves how to do that. We can teach ourselves how to not put our focus onto those interrupters. These are all emotional intelligence skills. We can learn how to be great if we want to. Remember, emotional intelligence is doing what I know I should do even when I don't want to. So let's talk about especially the relation between IQ and EQ. In the quiz that I gave you during the last episode, we learned that IQ and EQ are not related at all. If you have a high IQ, it does not mean you're going to have a high EQ. Or if you have a low EQ, it doesn't mean you have a low IQ. Some people have a really high IQ. They are super smart people, but they're fired from their job. They're failing at work or school. They have a low EQ because they don't handle conflict very well, or they can't keep their mouth shut, or they have an attitude, right? And some people are the complete opposite. They get really poor grades in school. They hate school, but they're super successful in life. They have a high EQ and a low IQ. The best news is, regardless of where your IQ is, your EQ can be high because we can learn how to be great. So let's get a visual of this. Let's, let's see this in action. If you have seen the movie Sully, or if you can go out to YouTube and find any movie clips from Sully, we want to we think about the movie clip or watch the movie clip where, this, by the way, this is an airplane movie uh, related to the airplane that landed in the Hudson River many years ago, a few years ago. Uh, spoiler alert, airplanes should not land in water successfully, and this one does. 
So this, this airplane goes down because they had a bird strike both of their engines. They lost both engines. They had no power right after takeoff. The, the scene I want you to think about or I want you to watch is when these birds strike and they realize we're in trouble. When you watch this movie clip, you're, you're in the cockpit with Captain Sully, who's played by Tom Hanks, and the co-pilot as well. And when you watch this movie clip, you, I really want you to pay attention to the emotional intelligence of each of these characters. And ask yourself questions like, you know, who has a high EQ? Or what is the EQ of the captain and the co-captain? Is it high? Is it low? Is it in the middle? What happens during this movie clip is Captain Sully stays extremely calm. They just lost both engines. Hello, I used to fly airplanes. I understand that this is really a big deal. <laughs> they are not only lost, they didn't even lose both engines, but they also are still over New York. They're still over the cities. They're still over the water. They're actually over, over land when they do lose the engines. And they're, they're talking to the air traffic controlman. And Captain Sully says, we're going to land in the Hudson. I mean, even the co-captain gives him a look of like, what? This is crazy. Um, I do know that airplanes land much better on land than they do on water. The co-captain never said anything. You could kind of see in his eyes and his face a little bit, but he never said anything. For me personally, I would be freaking out. I'd be like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Well, that's low emotional intelligence for sure. The co-captain, what he did as soon as they lost their engines is he reaches between his seats and he pulls out a notebook. He starts flipping pages and he starts reading. And what this is, is it's a checklist. And I, I find that really interesting. I find that really cool. When I did fly airplanes when I was younger, oh, I knew that this checklist existed right between the seats. And, and I was taught that if you are in trouble, you pull out the checklist and you start going through the checklist. Now, my logical side of my brain says, that's crazy. I need to know this stuff. I need to have it at the top of my head. I need to understand what I need. I don't need to be reading a book. Well, somebody understood brain science. Somebody understood that our brains shut down when we are stressed. I'll talk more about that later. When you are under pressure, you can't guarantee your brain is going to do the thing it needs to do. It's going to be stuck in the limbic section. It's going to be stuck in that emotional section. That's when drama or freaking out might happen. You need to push it forward by reading the facts, the proven facts of what you should do in an emergency. And that's what the co-captain was focused on. Captain Sully was trying different things. He was asking the co-captain to do different things like, like lower the flaps. Well, the flaps are these little tools on the wings that, that go down and kind of create drag. They're, they're almost like the brakes in the air. So that makes sense, but he only lowered it to a two and he could have gone all the way to a four. So again, you know, my logic says, put the flaps full on. We want as much brakes as possible. Captain Sully was proving that he was not stuck in the limbic section of his brain. He was proving that he was pushing forward and he was thinking logically and he stayed so calm. Through the whole experience, he kept his emotional intelligence at an extremely high level. 
And what's really kind of neat also is when you rate the emotional intelligence of the co-captain, he has a high EQ too. Now it's not as high as Captain Sully's, but it's still pretty high. I mean, the fact that he didn't freak out on Captain Sully when Captain Sully announced that they were going to land in water was, a, was, was him showing his high emotional intelligence. If you need an idea of what low EQ really looks like, low emotional intelligence, well, then you can go out to YouTube and find the movie clip, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, the scene where Clark Griswold has a fit because he got the Jelly of the Month Club for his Christmas gift. <laughs> In this scene, I mean, he is kicking and, I mean, he kicks the Christmas tree. He starts ruining presents. He double dips in the eggnog. It's just a big dramatic scene. And that's a great example of low EQ. He starts swearing, he starts yelling, he starts screaming, he starts asking for things that are crazy. Like his request is, hey, if you want to get me a Christmas present, you bring my boss right here. Well, that's crazy request, but uh, somebody had a little bit higher of an EQ in this scene. And that's Cousin Eddie, because he did bring his boss over that next evening. <laughs> Okay, so if you need that example, there's low EQ. You know, keep this in mind when you watch Clark Griswold. Emotions will always come out. If you do not have a safe outlet, if you've not practiced how to increase your EQ, if you've not controlled your brain so that whatever you're thinking goes to the frontal lobe, that's the front of your forehead, where all the logic and facts are processed, if you've not done that, your emotions still will come out. And that shows Clark starts swearing, he starts screaming, he starts kicking. You know, this is when drama happens, when people are just stuck in the limbic section of their brain. Oh, and I'm not exempt from that. I have absolutely moments where I can't move forward. Oh, it's so frustrating and it's so unproductive. When you, when you look at your brain and how your brain works, there biologically is something going on in your brain, and that's called a thought cycle. Scientists have proven biologically your thoughts will create your emotions. Your emotions will create your actions. Your actions will create your results, and the results will reiterate those thoughts. So bottom line, if you don't like the results of something, then you need to change your thoughts and your attitudes. If you don't like the emotions that you're experiencing, you need to change your thoughts. So during the next episode, we're going to go ahead and practice this. I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you that your thoughts do create emotions, which do create actions which do create results. Thank you for learning and growing with me today. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to dig into emotional intelligence, as we continue thinking differently. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook, and share this with your friends. 
Visit us on our websites too at unityconsultingllc.com and kathyrotes.com. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.